0: As we celebrate our children's masses uh, this morning, I invite any of our children who would like to come up and just talk a little bit about the gospel, the first reading, a little bit there, but also just about the season of Advent that we have entered into. wonderful lots of room over here still some more room over here you don't have to sit all the way back at the edge great it's so great to have all of you here this morning uh, giving this special day sunday to jesus to worship him just like he has commanded us to do what we were made to do so we're in a new season of the church we started it last sunday Who remembers the name of the special season that we are in? Yeah. Advent. Yeah, Advent. And that word means like a a coming, the arrival of of someone. And whose arrival are we getting ready for? Yeah. God, absolutely. But not just God like in a, a generic way, but yes. Jesus. Jesus, that's right. Yeah. And so... We're in a different season. What are some of the things that you see in the church that are different during Advent? What's one of the things that you see? Yeah. Okay, awesome, the Advent wreath. So look over here to your left. We see the Advent wreath. Great, yeah. What else do you see that's different? Yeah. Everything is purple. Everything is purple. Yeah, there is a, there is a lot of purple going on. There is, yes. What else do you and we're gonna talk about all of these things? There are trees in the background now. Yes, awesome, very good. What else do you see? There's a manger scene, scene. yes, very good. You guys are super observant. What else do you see? What's that? Yeah, part of the with the, the manger scene and all of all of that. Yeah, so I think we've got a lot of it here. We've seen the what else? What did I forget? The, oh, the candles on the wreath, okay, yeah, very good. Well, let's, let's, let's start here where you can put your hands down. Let's start here with the wreath. So the wreath has the shape of a circle, and everything about this is really beautiful in terms of what it's meant to remind us of. So the circle, you guys, maybe you've never thought about this, but a circle doesn't have any beginning and end. It just, it's just always going. Unlike a line, if you draw a line on a piece of paper, you have a starting point and you draw it out and it ends. Or, I don't know, those of you that are engineers and do like non Euclidean things, I don't know. But <laughs> the circle reminds us of God's love that has no beginning and no end. And in winter, what do most of the trees do in winter? Like right now, when you go out and you look around our campus, what do most you have both hands up? And you can even do that when we're praising the Lord too. But what, what do most trees do in the winter? Okay. it, it Yeah, the, the leaves die, the leaves fall off. And the trees don't totally die, but it sure looks like they do, don't they? But not every tree does that. And so uh, there are evergreens Like you'll see pine trees out there that are still green and look alive. So the reason that we have evergreen for our wreath is because it reminds us, even when it looks like everything else is dying, God is always alive and life-giving. So that's why we have the evergreen. How many candles are on our wreath? How many candles? Four, yes. And the wreath is kind of like a really neat kind of a special clock that tells the time, not the time of the day, but our Advent wreath tells the time of the season of Advent. And well, it's, we're, we are, we're in winter, but how do you know what time of Advent it is? What's the giveaway here? What tells us what week, how many weeks we're into Advent? Yes. Yes. You want some help? Who can can help him out? What's the special thing up here that tells us where we are in Advent now? Yes? Well, in the second candle. Okay, awesome. Yeah, this week we have lit not just the first candle like last Sunday, but the second candle is lit. So that tells the time of Advent. We're in the second week of Advent now. So. Let's talk about the colors, not just in the wreath, but as one of you had said, there is a lot of purple going on here. And so the color, you can put your hands down, put your hands down. So the color purple, three meanings of the color purple. Way back in the ancient world, it cost a lot of money to make the special dye that would make fabric purple. And not everyone could afford that special dye. Who were the people who had lots of money, lots of power, who could afford to buy clothes made of super expensive purple dye and look really regal and official? All the way in the back, yeah. Uh, Okay, good. Kings and tax collectors. There you go. All right. Just wait until April, my friend. Yeah. So, but yes, kings. Kings were wealthy, and kings could afford to spend money on that special costly purple dye. So purple became the color that was associated with a king. It's a royal color. Well, who are we waiting to come and to say, oh, my goodness, you are so excited? Let's see. Anyone, well, who have I not called on yet? Because I know you've got all the answers, but let me, who, oh, oh, okay, I'll get you second. Yes. We're waiting on, we're gonna celebrate Jesus' birthday and his coming, the coming of Jesus, who is king of the universe. So Jesus is our king, so we're waiting, we're waiting on him. So the color purple reminds us that he is a king that we're waiting for. Here's another meaning for purple. Purple is the color of the sky early in the morning before the sun has come all the way up. It's not pitch black, but you know that the sun is on its way and the sky sometimes in the morning, especially in winter, it has a deep purple color. It tells us the sun is not here yet, but it's coming. Well, who is the light of the world? Who is the light of the world Who is the light of the world that we're waiting for? God, the Father. Oh, well, he's God, but not the Father, but God. God, God, the Son, yes. Jesus says, I am the light of the world. And those, he who follows me does not walk in darkness, but he walks in the light of life. So the color purple tells us, Jesus, the Son, is coming but not yet, it's not Christmas yet. All right, now there's another special meaning that, that we'll get to with the, the color purple in just a second, but let me go for one other color here. When do you think we're gonna light this pink, the rose-colored candle? Week one, week two? On week four. On week four. Wait a minute, let me try that again. Week one, week two, week three. Yes, yeah, good pattern matching, yes. One, two, week three. So we we light this candle, the rose-colored candle, the pink-colored candle, it's meant to kind of get us ready to anticipate a little bit of the joy that is to come. So next week we light the pink the rose-colored candle and it's a way of saying we're not there yet but lord we are so ready to celebrate your birth and we are so ready for you to come and save us and so that's the color here now let me you guys are doing great lots of answers here let me let me finish with one thing for you we had in the gospel today john the baptist he's the cousin of jesus right His job was to get everyone ready for the coming of our Savior. And in the first reading, Isaiah says the message that John the Baptist is going to have is a message of comfort. Not like comfort, like, oh, I love this chair, it's so comfortable, but comfort deep in our heart. So here's the last thing. Just put your hands down here. So listen to the question. And those of you who are in third grade and older... You are definitely going to know the answer to this. What is a special time when God gives you comfort in a sacrament and you see the priest wearing a purple stole? What is a time when God comforts us in a wonderful way in the sacrament? Ellie, what do you think? Confession. Awesome. Exactly. The sacrament of reconciliation or confession. Purple is a sign of God's mercy. It's a sign of repentance, but the only reason that we're able to repent is because God is so merciful. This is good news, but this is comforting news. How many of you have ever done something wrong and you you knew it wasn't a loving thing But you did it anyway, and afterwards you felt sorry in your heart. Now wait a minute, everyone's hands were up a little while ago. (laughs) Have you ever made a choice that you knew wasn't loving, and afterwards you're like, oh, I feel sad that I made a choice that wasn't loving? Okay. Moms, you, you guys must live in perfect homes, so some hands have gone up. Well, I know when, when I do that, it's comforting, it's super comforting to know, Lord, I, I can repent. I can say, I, I feel bad that I chose something that, that wasn't loving, that was selfish. I want to start over, and God says, I want to help you start over. And to help you start over, I'm gonna tell you, I forgive you. <coughs> I forgive that sin, and I want to get rid of it, take it from your heart, and let you start over brand new. That is a message of comfort. That's the message that Isaiah hears God say. Speak this to my people, comfort. Comfort my people, I have not forgotten you. So this is really good news. So all of this is going on during Advent. So I'm going to invite you all to stand up now, and you're going to, Head back to your moms and dads. We're going to move into uh, this special time of prayer now for all of the adults. Oh, have fun there. Have fun. Good. I'm glad that you're with us today, too.